Hold on, let me make a drink. Oh, okay. Hey, Dingus. Hi, Casey. Who played Johnny B. Good's best friend in the movie Johnny B. Good? Is it Robert Downey Jr.? It is. Nice. Good job. Nice. Welcome to Man vs. Model, the only podcast in the multiverse that pits humans against machines in a pre-apocalyptic college football prediction during Battle Royale to the death. Here's your host, me, Casey, the Platinum Toaster, Splats Tosser. He was also in Weird Science as like the oh, yeah. douchey mall rat guy. Yeah, and, and Less Than Zero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, he was all over the map back then, huh? Yeah, that was when he was like really starting to get real into drugs. <laughs> Man, I wish he never would have recovered. He and was pretty in, cool back then. And in fact, I think in Less Than Zero, he didn't even like act. It was just him just on drugs because that's what the that's what the character was. Right. So interesting fact about this: uh, the movie came out in 1988. This is Johnny B. Good. Johnny B. Good yeah. with uh, Anthony Michael Hall. Right, right. And you know his girlfriend that was you know who played his girlfriend? <sighs> no. Um, Uma Thurman. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um, but anyway, so it was originally <clears throat> rated PG-13. Yeah. Right. Okay, yeah. And in the very like first like ten minutes, there's like boobs. Oh yeah. Yeah. I went to it. I went to it. My mom took me to see it. Oh. <laughs> I was like yeah. really young. Yeah. Ten years old or whatever. Nine. Yeah. Not knowing that I was like what, what it was. It's like oh yeah. it's a football movie. You yeah. like football. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. No. My bro- My little brother and I took my dad for like a Father's Day thing. Nice. And like the first like ten <laughs> minutes, he's like, cover your eyes. <laughs> he's- <laughs> I know, I know. And then it didn't get it didn't get uh, bumped up in rating until it was I think out on video. Oh, really? Yeah, out on VHS. So my mom took me to Prince and Purple Rain too when I was a kid. <laughs> she, I've asked her some questions about her uh, parenting uh, decisions because man, I wonder if that explains anything about me as an adult. Well, mostly, yeah. I think most of the uh, the, the movies, uh, you the, yeah, the 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 older millennial, zennial, young Gen Xers. Who grew up in the eighties with oh, like yeah. Porky's and yeah. Revenge of the Nerds. Revenge of the Nerds, yeah. Weird science, all Weird, those. Yeah. That's Well my my dad, a lot of... my dad used to like just stick me in the basement and like Yeah, he was like, Here, like, here's HBO. Yeah, exactly. Cinemax we had HBO Cinemax and Showtime. And I was I had the whole basement oh, to myself shit, and they would go dude. to fucking sleep, you know? Yeah. And I would sneak out of my room as a little kid and be like, What's on? Cinemax. What's on oh, Cinemax? Yeah. Shannon Tweed is <laughs> and her big boobies <laughs> flopping around the whole time. I'm like this so cool. good. Yeah, see I didn't I didn't have that luxury. Oh, yeah. I had to wait. And... We were rich. We were <laughs> Grand Island rich. Yeah, dude. That is rich, man. If you had Cinema Skinemax and HBO, you yeah. could watch the late the night shoe diaries. Yeah, you watch real sex. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, I used to watch real sex. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Real sex is a shit. And uh, um, what was the um what was the one the HBO show with the guy Dream On? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah I yeah. need to go back and rewatch that because that was pretty dope. I remember. But yeah. it was like I wonder if it's on HBO Max now. I don't, or if it's just one of those shows that HBO doesn't claim anymore. Right. <laughs> it might be that. <laughs> I don't know. So uh welcome to season seven, episode six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, six. Whatever you said. Buddy. Uh Kenny is still not here. Three weeks still, in a row. Yep, not here. He's in Florida. He's fucking fired. He might be Again. back. He's probably back. Uh, we were supposed to record last night, but we're recording on a Thursday instead. Uh, because fuck it, that's why. Because yeah, that's, that's what we do. So how we do, right? Yeah, it's pre it's preseason, so who cares? Yeah, like, no one's listening anyway. Yeah. Um. By the way, do you want to announce the the news for for this weekend for the Saturday? Sure. Yeah. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, you oh, do it. you want me to do it? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, this Saturday we are having the first annual yes man versus model horse tournament. So as you guys know, I bought a house, and one of the first things I did this late winter, early spring was put in a basketball hoop. Crooked. What? Crooked basketball hoop. It's not that crooked. <laughs> it's pretty crooked. It's not that crooked. Okay. We'll, we'll let Legion be the judge of that. Yeah. But um, so we thought it would be fun to have a horse tournament because we don't want to play actual basketball because that shit sucks. <laughs> so much I, running. I was playing basketball on Monday and I regret every fucking <laughs> second of it. So, yeah, we're going to have a horse tournament. Um, I think some of the people that, you know, some of our Legion listeners will be over and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have them break down some of the things that they're looking for. We're gonna kind of just do that as a as its own standalone episode. We got a trophy and a horse trophy, a horse trophy. We made um, some t-shirts. Got some t-shirts. We're gonna we're gonna have plenty of pictures. We made and, a horse board. 
We made we made a horse scoreboard, and it's amazing. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's amazing. Uh, very crafty stuff. That's gonna be dope. We're gonna make some TikTok videos. Yeah, out of it. we're gonna some, make some TikTok videos. Slow mo, some slow mo shots. Some overweight white men attempting to recapture their high school glory days to intense hip hop music. <laughs> to, yeah, to super super intense hip hop. Um, so yeah, so we're super excited uh, to do that Saturday. Um, so we'll, we'll let you guys know who wins. Um, and then hopefully next year, uh, we'll, we'll it'll be bigger. That's what we're That's gonna right. try and just keep expanding it so we can have, we're gonna try and get like a hundred people time. over to your house. Okay. Let's not go crazy. <laughs> Whole city. I was thinking like citywide 16 at the most. We have a 16 man tournament. Oh, damn. That'd be big. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It would be single elimination though. Of course. Of course. So then, yeah. So then you, you just go you, home. <laughs> you just like, yep. See Eat ya. your hot dog and get out of here. <laughs> Exactly. So I wanted to start off the show with um, we had a question about our new TikTok account from uh, Legion member Sean Moore. He's oh, at uh, schoolbus s c h zero zero l b u s on Twitter. So uh, go ahead and follow him. He's a good guy. He said uh, you mentioned at the beginning of the last episode that you got some equipment for making some TikTok videos. Any feedback on what is useful and what is worthless? I need to probably start a TikTok account for my side hustle. So I just thought I I kind of sent him one back saying hey this is kind of what we got but I couldn't remember what the editing software that you uh, got was. so I was using I used CapCut CapCut and how uh, how did you get that uh, it's on Google Store or whatever the fuck it's called it's an app right it's an app app on your phone yeah uh, and as uh, as I I'm sort of watch I'm not an expert by the way so you're taking advice from somebody who's made exactly two TikToks so just bear that in mind yeah but uh, the I've also seen other people who do this sort of successfully, i.e. like a guy on, on TikTok who is breaking down how he does his, um, he's like nine viral videos and he breaks down how he approaches editing and, and just the, the philosophy about like what, what's, what makes good content, you know, separate from like great viral content. Mm-hmm. Anyway, point being, he said that he uses Instagram for, for like 90% of his, Editing, editing yeah. because the, I guess the the, the it, like onboard editing software or whatever for Instagram is just better than, or just it's it'll suffice for what you need. I haven't checked that out right now. I have CapCut; it works fine. It's a little bit annoying if you're using text. So yeah. the the big drop, it's easy with to use music. It's easy to edit. They make like transitions really really simple, and it's very logically laid out. Uh, it's very very small learning curve. It's just that it's just hyper frustrating if you're trying to edit a bunch of text like the video, like the TikTok we did with you. Yeah, the one with the schedule video. Yeah, breaking down Oregon schedule mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was a fucking nightmare. But it was also because that's I've never done it before. Yeah. So th- I don't know. I don't know if it's just me being a newbie and and it's actually fine or it's, or you, you being know, a boomer on right? the app. So I'm a 40 <laughs> year old man trying to do a TikTok. So there's gonna be. <laughs> A lot of like me slam, mess slamming my fist down and and just screaming at nothing. So yeah, yeah, that makes um, sense. But yeah, like I said, I, my real advice would just be to like go to the internet and find the experts out there who are you know who are really trying to put this stuff together. That's what I did. Yeah, and I just went to Best Buy and bought a bunch of yeah, shit. Yeah, you got you got like a circle light with a stand that goes to the floor. Yeah, and one of those I, like handheld. You got the handheld one, so you can kind of so it's a stabilizer kind of. Yeah, and it's thing. got and it like connects. You can like bend the legs. So you can connect it to, you know, a desk or whatever. You know, if you need a if you need like if you're in nature or whatever, if you're outside and you need like a a bi a bi, what's it called? Bi- or tripod or bipod, something. Tripod, or tripod or whatever. Yeah. But it's like but you but, but you don't have any like you know. You know, it's not tall enough. You didn't bring a big one. Yeah. You can like tie it to like a tree limb or I don't know, whatever the fuck. Yeah. A bunch of stuff I'm never going to use and don't know how to use is yeah. what I bought. So yeah. probably cool. don't do that. That'd be my my advice. Yeah. But definitely get like that, that mic that gets the, that has the headphone jack. I think the mic sounded pretty yeah. good. Just, I mean, and that requires some tinkering too. But yeah, like definitely get an external mic. That's what everyone I've read on TikTok or whatever Instagram or says. Yeah. Like, you sh- don't use your phone mic. Try to get something some external mic that'll like hook up through your phone jack yeah and i've seen people use just the mic from their mm. uh headphones yeah. you know like i've seen them use that on tiktok and that seems they, they come through loud yeah. and clear for that too. yeah you'll notice that almost everybody on tiktok is using some sort of mic or or, or voice overdub yeah. they do that a lot too do they really oh yeah yeah they okay. even have overdub on 
as a feature oh, on TikTok. Oh, okay. But a lot of people will record it and then overdub the, the voice okay. like that. That's like a straight up like movie thing. Right. Like that's what they do in movies. Right, which is how some of the like professional quality stuff gets done. Yeah. But you know, if you're doing it just with a microphone, but almost everybody uses some sort of microphone or overdub, it sounds like. Yeah, cool. Um, so there you go, school bus. Uh, that's what we know for being 40-year-old something trying to get on TikTok that don't after really... T- after two TikToks with... Yeah. Like a handful of so these. yeah so let us know when you got that rolling and we can shoot your tiktok account out and kind of give you some uh to all the 10 people that listen to us <laughs> um so next so up to you basically yeah so just like me i'll watch your tiktoks all day long <laughs> it's fine and then i'll send them to my wife or rich or some yep. other people that's just what i do i don't work anymore i just watch tiktoks <laughs> and send them to people um <laughs> Yeah, Ooh, exciting life I live. Uh, Professional content consumer. Uh, they're, they're, I, w- I was watching a TikTok about somebody that said they were like a, a social media uh, manager or something, pseudo social media person, and that's what they do. They watch Insta and they watch TikToks all day. And then I think they try and like gauge engagement or get ideas or whatever. I don't even that know. That sounds ridiculous. <laughs> it's a little much. Um, so next up we have realignment news. Texas and Oklahoma are officially in the SEC come 2025. Oh, is that right? Yeah, officially. they're officially in. They get they got the SEC invited. Voted them in because yes. I know A and M was like, "Nah, fuck off." But it was unanimous. They let them in. Oh, really? Yeah. So A and M backed down. Yeah, because the rest yeah. of the conference is like, "Okay, then you can leave." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they didn't want to leave. So yeah, so they're officially in. I don't know if the conference like if I was the people left in the Big Twelve, I would try and hold their feet to the fire, try and get that money. We'll see what happens. But if but if the if the rights expire twenty twenty five, how are they going to get that money? They're well, no, no, they won't. No, but like if they, they're, I think they're going to try and hold them so that they can. <clears throat> if they want to get out after this year, they have to make the big buyout, and then that pay, pays out to the conference so they can. Mm. Or they get all the money from all from up until twenty twenty five from the media rights. Right. So I think I think it'll be I think there'll be a buyout because um, you can't you can't expect Texas Oklahoma to just like be lame ducks in the next four years yeah. in that conference. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, I did see that uh, the Big 12 reached out to the Pac-12 for some kind of scheduling alliance hmm. sort of situation. Um, there was rumors that Clemson had reached out to the SEC. Those look like they were just rumors. And then uh, the Big 10 might not even do anything. There was talk that they would bring on Kansas, but Kansas doesn't do anything as far as eyeballs or money. Right. There is talk that maybe they do, Big 10 wants us, will do a scheduling alliance with the Pac-12 where they kind of just like have this, where they schedule, you know, kind of like how they do in basketball where they do like the Big 10 ACC challenge kind of thing where they schedule, you know, a Pac-12, mm-hmm. Big 10 team schedules a Pac-12 team every year and they kind of mm-hmm. match up. So then that way they're both kind of having TV rights between them so who knows i don't know weird i don't know what's gonna happen um sounds like now that now that football's actually starting some of this stuff's slowing down a little bit which is probably good it probably needs to slow <laughs> down a little bit because it gets a the little real crazy gets a little yeah it gets a little crazy all right tonight we are going to uh preview the acc uh, the weak ass ACC. <laughs> um, and uh, Dingus, you want to go ahead and give us your overview of the conference as you see it? Uh, yeah, the ACC is uh, the conference. If you like subplots, oh, is it? Yeah, I mean, the main storyline is obviously and always has been Clemson, Clemson, Clemson. Uh, they've won six conference championship titles in a row. Wow. And and get this over that span, they're thirty two and one against teams in their division. Oh my god! I mean, based on that alone, you have to put Davos Tigers up there with Saban's um, uh, what Saban's red t- crimson tides. Okay, red right. tides. Said, oh, the, the red tides. The, the red tides. Are oh, yeah. in, that's a little further to the east. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, Davos is up there with one of the greatest programs of all time. Maybe, maybe even you know. I mean, it's hard to say he's better than Saban, but like the, you know. He's been playing in a much weaker conference, I guess. Yes, that is true. So now you have to fact that in. But nevertheless, it's pretty impressive. Um, you know, if you toss out the first three years while Dabo was trying to turn things around, since 2011, my dude is 110 and 16. Whoa. 16. Whoa. He's averaging less than two losses per season over a fucking decade. Damn, dude. dude. Anyway, that's not the point. What I'm saying is, in recent history, all other ACC teams have been really nothing more than you know interesting side stories or cute little anecdotes that are sometimes you know occasionally noteworthy. Like, for example, Eric Dungy being the greatest college football quarterback of all time. That's pretty compelling stuff, yeah. right there. Right? Yeah, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> don't I don't know. Don't you think that was highly compelling? Well, I mean, didn't he did beat Clemson? Yeah, and right, and uh, and he was like, I think, and he he covered, I think, almost like 
all but like one or two games that he ever played in. Okay, well, <laughs> I mean, that, that, okay, I guess that does put you up there as one of the greatest college football games, <laughs> college quarterbacks of all time. This might actually be the year, though, and we see something, anything different out of the ACC. I mean, I mean, Vegas and, uh, has Clemson slotted for eleven wins. North Carolina slotted for ten, and Miami right behind them at nine and a half. I, either the Tar Heels or the Hurricanes are going to rep the Coastal Division and uh, face a you know rebuilding Clemson team that out of the hysterically uh, shitty Atlantic, but. The ACC is, I, I think it's kind of like a blossoming Big 12 in a way, and, and, and by that I mean you have co- good coaches accumulating sort of in the ACC. you got Pat Narduzzi, okay. who, who's an awesome He's, defensive mind, yeah, uh, and you have Mike Norvell at yes. Florida State, yep. Mac Brown, who's turned UNC around and made them really good, mm-hmm. and Manny Diaz, uh, who's you know had had Miami in the top ten last year for yeah. a time, yeah, yeah, uh, and then you even got total weirdo Bronco Mendenhall, yeah, uh, who's yeah. who's you know. Every once in a while, pops up with a pretty amazing team, or at least a good defenses. So, I'm just saying, like, if if there's ever going to be a like a bitch ass Jamie Lannister style Kingslayer that takes down a weakened Clemson, uh, stabs him in the back, this is going to be the year for that probably. Because after this, I don't know if you're going to get Clemson <laughs> a better shot at Clemson after this year. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, we'll get to them. I mean, it's. They're rebuilding mode, reloading mode on the offense. But that's a lot different than it is reloading it somewhere else. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, <laughs> exactly. Clemson is not the same as yeah. I mean, it's it like, like it's Alabama and Clemson are reloading. Ohio State reloads, right? Yeah. Like they because they have the top, they have like top five recruiting classes right. every year, and they have blue chips just lined up all yeah. all over the fucking yeah. like second string. So yeah, so yeah. All right, first up, uh, we have Dingus's favorite, the Syracuse Orange. Over under is three. Over is minus 150, though. Uh, under is plus 120. Uh, Dingus, go ahead. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> <laughs> Syracuse was 10-3 and three in 2018. Fuck. Wow. And at one point in 2019, the Orange had won 13 of its last 18 games. Incredible. But since that point, they've won... Uh, <clears throat> uh, let me check my notes here. Uh, three fucking games. <laughs> oh, my God. They won one goddamn game last year. One in ten. Wow! Holy shit, dude! Wow. The Dino Babers seat is about as hot as JLo's would be if she was flying Jeff Bezos's penis rocket into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Do you have any idea what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Realistically, this dude is done. So I can't get. Him. <laughs> Okay, good. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You with me here? Yep, I got it. All right. Uh, he's done, dude, because uh, uh, Cuse has three terrible injury-prone injury quarterbacks playing behind an atrocious offensive line with no running game whatsoever. Oh, and they also have a bunch of returning starters on defense from their front six who all sucked ass last year. Yeah. So, yeah, in, in a complete and total turnaround for me after my beautiful love affair with Dungy. Uh, give me the unders. Babers gets shit canned, and you can put Qs in the queue for two. Probably the quest for two. Yeah, dude, you said it. Um, penis rocket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did say that. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, Babers is in real trouble this uh, this year. I like him, but uh, this offense ranked fifteenth fifteenth in the ACC in the four major categories. The only bright st- bright spot of the offense is wide receiver Taj Harris, who went fifty eight seven thirty three and five right. with a twelve point six yards yeah. per. So, but that's about the only good thing you can say about the offense. The defense was bad last year as well, and you have ten back, so cool. <laughs> Great. Um, I have only one win with eight losses and three toss-ups. So, first game at Ohio, home versus Rutgers and home versus Wake Forest. Those are the toss-ups. I, I, I mean, I, Ohio might get them. Rutgers is probably going to get them. Oh, yeah. And Wake Forest is most likely. I, get I think I just put a, put that in as a toss-up because they're the other, like, they're a team that you just you're kind of right there on, but uh, yeah, they're the they're the worst in a very bad conference. Most definitely a quest for two candidate. Yep. Next up, we have oh god, Duke <laughs> over under at three and a half. Overs one minus one thirty. Uh, under is a plus one hundred. I have no idea why it's that. So I have three pieces of good news for Duke though. Mm. First. The basketball team did get a five-star recruit over last weekend. Normal. So Typical. that's pretty good. <laughs> okay. I guess I consider that really, but yeah, you're right. It's probably just normal. It's probably like, okay, Par for the whatever. course for those assholes. Uh, the second is that the basketball team starts, the basketball team starts playing in late October. Oh, okay. So you only have to watch this shitty football team for seven weeks. <laughs> okay. And thirdly, 
they will not be a quest for two candidate Probably as not. they play Charlotte and North Carolina A and T the first two games of the season. Yeah, they'll win those. So they do have toss ups at home versus Kansas, and then I have at Wake what? Forest. Why, Wake Forest? I don't know. I just I I think I did. Wake Forest I, gonna I think I was doing my notes before I got to Wake Forest because <laughs> Wake Forest Wake is gonna, actually going to be pretty them. decent. They're going to beat the shit. Yeah. So that yeah. So it's not even that. So they have they have a toss up at um. Kansas, Kansas might get him. To get him three. Right. And that's not even enough to get him. I don't know why it's over one minus 130. That's I know. Crazy. I don't understand that. So I guess it's because of, of Charlotte and North Carolina A&T and then Kansas. That puts you, I think. It puts you at three and then you, you sneak at somebody. Sneak one. I don't know. I don't know, dude. Yeah. I can't really believe that uh, Cutcliffe's been there for 13 years. But I guess that when you're like the not who cares, like you're the who cares program <laughs> right. at Duke, like you can just do whatever, whatever. you want. They right. don't want to spend any money. So uh, anyway, yeah, take the under. Yeah, it might be time for a fresh pair of eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, it'll do. Cutcliffe has been um, not great or even good or, or really even average. He's he's also not uh, – I mean, he's not without his charm, though. He, I mean, he's just so streaky and unpredictable. I mean, he took Duke on a 19-8 and eight run over 2013 to 2014. Okay. Then went 14-8 and eight in 2016. Okay. 4-8. 4-8, sorry. Yeah. So they went 4-8 in 2016. And then they went like 15-11 and 11 from 2017 to 2018 and then just won two games last year. I mean, <laughs> you know, and I, I'm telling you, last year was a disaster, dude. I mean, they really only they they sucked all the balls in the, in the last half of the season. I mean, <laughs> all the balls, all of them. I mean, early on, Duke hung with a hung with playoff bound Notre Dame. Okay, they, they played uh, Virginia Tech and NC State tough. Yeah, and uh, then into the season with four straight losses: fifty six twenty four, fifty six thirty six, forty eight to nothing, fifty six thirty five. That's like. 200 points in four games dude, that came up. <laughs> so yeah, uh, you heard me right. Um, they got beat by an average of 30 or more points in their last four games. Chase Bryce was miserable at quarterback, and he's back, so that sucks. And uh, I guess the good news, uh, as Casey mentioned, they is they do have uh, three auto wins, you know? Uh, and, and, oh, you're and, counting Kansas as an auto win. I think Kansas probably an auto win. I don't mean... <sighs> It's hard to say. It's hard to say. I mean, they they, they have two auto wins and a and a likely win against Kansas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Beyond that, though, not, I mean, because Kansas is early and yeah. new coach, new and, coach, and then um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. Uh, beyond that, nothing else comes close to even registering as a win. So yeah. under's the play here. Next up, we have Georgia Tech. Over under is five. Uh, over is minus one twenty. Under is minus one ten. Uh yeah, Jeff Collins has had a he's had a really tough job. I mean, he's transitioning from Paul Johnson's option offense to a modern college football offense, and this is his third year. So like last year, mm. it was so you know last year is just so weird as we've said before that I mean you kind of have to just take it as like as it didn't really happen, right? Because there was just so much inconsistency in between how each program dealt with everything. So I mean it's kind of his second year technically, well not technically but. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's really been tough going. It's six and sixteen in those Oof. last two years. Yeah, uh, last year the rushing offense was decent. They ranked sixth in the ACC, forty third nationally, and they get their top rushers back. But unfortunately for Tech uh, fans, that's that's about it. Really, okay. uh, I think they're only going to win three max this season. So uh, I take the take the under. How long does Georgia Tech give Collins? I don't know, but I mean he's an interesting. Head coach, he's had a journeyman's career as an assistant. He coached for 14 different – he had 14 different positions. Okay. Including two previous Whoa. gigs at Georgia Tech. Until okay. he finally landed a head coach job with Temple Oh, in that's right. That's where he came from, yeah. And then and he went 15-10 and 10 in two seasons with the Owls and then and then landed you know his first Power 5 gig and, as you pointed out, has been pretty atrocious since. Yeah. Another case in point, uh, just like Frost with Nebraska, if you're a Power 5 team, you hire a group of five coach with uh, limited experience at your own peril. I'll, but I'll give it up to Collins. Uh, you, you, he moved the Yellow Jackets from 100th in defensive S&P to 58th last year. That's a pretty big move. And his offense is, is, is awful, which puts, which puts pressure on his defense. Yeah. You know, and it's he already overclocks that, that you know, and, and runs that defense aggro as fuck. Yeah. And so yeah. when you when you overclock your defense and your offense sucks, that's a recipe for disaster. So uh, the Yellow Jackets have three likely wins, I think, Kennesaw State, Northern Illinois, and Duke. And then it's going to be awfully tough sledding from there. They essentially have two wins against the you know they they have to win two games against the likes of Boston College Pitt Virginia and or Virginia Tech yeah they're gonna be heavy dogs in all of those uh winning two out of those four in order just to push is not likely so maybe they get one which means you know four or five seems right five would be awfully good and three is probably the worst case scenario 
So I don't know. I, I think it adds up to a pretty easy underplay. Yeah, I mean, if he gets to five, that's pretty good progress, I think. Yeah, I especially think so. since where that where it was when he got there, yeah. he's completely transitioning the type of player and yeah. the talent. They're just gonna I mean, have to give him time. Yeah, and he's I mean he's right there in Atlanta. Right, and he's got a good so, defense. He's got like one. He's got one half of this thing solved. Yeah, it's just you know his offense is terrible. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have Florida State. The Seminoles over under is five and a half. And over is minus 140, and under is uh, plus 110, uh, Dingus. Uh, Dude, things are not a whole lot better in Tallahassee (laughs) than they are in Lincoln. Dude, Florida State has gone through three coaches in five years. Yeah. uh, That's quite a clip. Yeah. We feel your pain, Seminoles, uh, but not to rub it in, at least in Lincoln. We don't have headlines like uh, Gator Eats Players Golf Balls on Southwest Florida Course. Uh, no, we do not have that issue. No. no. The, like the worst I have to worry about in Lincoln is shanking a piss missile into the woods and some drunk frat guy like pissing on my X'd out top flight. <laughs> but like in Florida, I mean, Jesus, dude, I already lose enough golf balls. without a fucking apex predator cruising by and <laughs> munching on the titleist practice balls I stole from the range, you know? <laughs> anyway. Uh, Florida, <laughs> sound about right to you. Yeah, yeah that, that's perfect. Yeah, that sounds that sounds per. Yeah, about, about where it is. <laughs> anyway, Florida State has a good coach, and Mike Norvelli mentioned that. Who you know we know can play offense, we know can, or can coach offense. I don't know if he can play it, but he can coach it. <laughs> now their defense finished 85th though uh, in S and P Plus last year, which is their worst outing since 2009. That said, they're a whopping. Uh, you know, that said, there are a whopping six for sure losses on their schedule. And while Florida State has three auto wins against UMass, Jacksonville State, and Syracuse, yeah, to get to six, they have to win three, uh, three more games against either Wake, Louisville, Boston College, or NC State. Yeah, three out of those four. Yeah, uh, I don't think so. No, I like Norvell, but winning winning that much, you know, with that ludicrous defense, I think I'm going to take the unders, my good man. Yeah, that's a yeah. I'm in complete agreement with the robot here, including the golfing. I mean, there's also the possibility of running into a python that is like 15 oh, shit. feet long that some weirdo got as a pet and then just let it go because it got <laughs> too, too big. big. Yeah, I couldn't feed anymore. <laughs> oh, and, oh, and don't forget about the possibility of a runaway cassowary oh. hanging out in the rough looking for a fight. Oh, dude, he, those things disembowel your ass. Yeah, dude, that's a dinosaur. I know. It's a straight up dinosaur. It's a velociraptor. Yeah. That's what that is. Yeah. So, yeah, Florida is crazy. Okay. And uh, yeah, so but back to Norvell. Uh, I think you can turn it around. And the Seminoles f- fans, uh, y- you need to think that this is a true year one. Like I was kind of saying earlier, Kay. the offense will be better, but the defense will still be bad. Take the under. Next year will be better. I think so too. I think Mike Norvell turns that around. They're going to have a lot of good players there. Eventually, they're going to recruit well. Yeah, Mackenzie Milton's in the uh, chance to start there. Yeah, yeah. This I, year, you know, it's it, it, you have to give you have to give him time. Yeah, for sure. At that program. All right, next up we have NC State, the Wolfpack, over under 6. Uh, over is minus 150, under is 120. So the thing I like about this team is that they are deep and experienced. The Wolfpack will have a new starter at quarterback, but the competition will be between two guys that did they did play a little last season. Uh, they also have uh, four of their five top receivers back, the main one being Emeka Emeze. Sure. Sure. Uh, he had 47 catches for 738 oh, yards and five touchdowns. That's pretty dope. So I think if he easy, he, he can even have a bigger year this mm-hmm. year. Uh, the defense is just average, but they get back nine, so they should be better. Casey, yeah. I have I have a theory yes. about, about this. Okay, I think I think you play too much NCAA football. <laughs> Here's why. It's pre- okay. Because because so every time we have like a bunch of returning players, right? Yeah. You get like really excited and you're like, oh, they should be a lot better. Yeah. Because like in NCAA football, like every single guy in your roster, yeah, like gains like positive, mm-hmm. like attributes like every year. But like in real life, right? Like some guys like let themselves go in the offseason and get fat, or like their girlfriend breaks up with them and they get really sad. And they're emo- you know what I mean? Okay. Like, and, and so like I think just as many players go slip backwards as go forwards okay. in college football okay. in reality. Okay. But since you played too much NCAA, you believe that every player gets like plus three or four to their abilities. <laughs> What do you think? That's a pretty good idea. Yeah, that's a pretty good theory. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's okay. a pretty good theory. I just, just want to yeah. clear that up. Okay. Yeah, that's a good theory. Um, <laughs> I can't argue with that. Okay. I can't really nice. can't. Nice. Speaking of which, I started uh, 2014 back up again. I fucking knew it. I can see, <laughs> see my theory is even, my hypothesis is even predictive already. <laughs> Schedule-wise, I see seven wins, only two losses, three toss-ups. So at Boston College, at Miami, and home versus LSU is what I see for toss-ups. There's a reason the over is minus 150. It's because they're going to go over. All right, another middling team in, in the Atlantic Division. Middling team that took a big step back in 2019 and then a big step forward there in 2020. Casey mentioned all the receivers coming back, but I want to add 
that Thayer Thomas caught six touchdowns. Oh, nice. And tight end Kerry Angeline caught another six. Oh, okay. Right all on. that while dealing with a bunch of quarterback injuries last year. Yeah. Um, there are glaring weaknesses on the, all across the defense, though. I think the Wolfpack has um, has the offense to score some points, but the D is going to be a liability. The good news is the schedule looks uh, pretty soft. Four easy wins, I think. Only three likely losses. That means they have to win three out of five toss-ups. Um not going to be easy. I think they probably push, but depending on how that defense, you know, if, they, if that defense is the liability, I think it is, it probably goes under. But I would, you know, my instincts tell me just like, don't even touch this one. <laughs> Next up, we have the Virginia Cavaliers. Over under is six. Over is minus 135. Under is 105. Dingus. Dude, uh, 2018, the Cavs went eight and five. Mm-hmm. 2019, they went nine and five, mm. and they won the division. 2020, they started one and four, and ended up four and one with an upset of UNC, then ranked 15th. Yeah, okay. That's not the crazy part though. Bronco Mendenhall lost his starting top, his his, uh, his starting quarterback and top two wide receivers. Then midseason reinvented the entire offense into the Wildcat and rattled <laughs> off those four out of five wins. Okay, okay. The Cavs started off scoring, started off with their intact offense. Started off the season scoring 24 points per game and ended up scoring 43 points per game with a brand new attack. Okay, I see you, Bronco. <laughs> right? I see you, Bronco. Exactly. Yeah. If you have any doubt that Bronco, if you if you have any doubt that Bronco cannot coach his nards off, I just don't. You don't understand college football. Period. Like okay. that is so. In- amazingly impressive to me to install a brand new offense halfway through the season and then rattle off four wins out of five like that's fucking crazy um as far as this year goes the Cavs were awful against the pass in 2020 yeah. but nfl bound uh, joey blunt at safety was out with a uh, 2020 opt-out and along with a uh, 2020 opt-out aaron Faumi, a defensive end who's likely to um headed to the league as well both of those guys are back this year so oh, okay. maybe they can pick up okay where they left off before you know, I don't know. I know. I know Bronco Mendenhall can coach defense. What I'm interested in is, in is to see how soft their schedule. You know, what I'm interested in really is has how soft their schedule is. I mean, they have three losses on the slate: Notre Dame, Miami, or Notre Dame, Michigan, and Miami. Mm-hmm. So it all comes down to Bronco channeling his inner Rocky Long, who used to coach D four, and uh, and getting that ship righted. I think he can do it given the soft schedule. Uh, to me, they go seven and five, eight and four. I would, I would err on the side of the over on this one. Okay. All right. Uh, is it Bronco six year? Yep, it's been up and down. Yeah, and last year uh, it kind of averaged out, you know, the front end and the back end. So the numbers were just average. Um, and defensively, we just talked about their pass defense was 123. Yeah, that's terrible nationally. But they had um, injuries. They were dealing with some pretty big injuries in the yeah. secondary. So that being said, they like you said, they are lucky. They're playing in the weak ass <laughs> ACC, True. and they seem to figure it out at the end of last season, like you said. Uh, and beating that North Carolina win carries a lot of water. Yes, it does. Uh, Brennan Armstrong is back at quarterback. He is a serviceable dual mm-hmm. threat guy, um, but he needs help. Schedule-wise, I see four for sure, for sure wins, three losses, five toss-ups. Home versus Illinois, week two. I think they can probably win that. They'll win that one. Um, Illinois is rebuilding. Levy Smith is gone. Yeah. It so. just depends on, yeah. I mean, it depends on what... You know, we'll see week zero with Illinois because right. they're playing Nebraska. So, uh, at, at Louisville... Which I think is going to be is interesting at BYU, which that's is an super one. super interesting game because that's where he used to coach. <clears throat> right, uh, and then at Pitt and home versus Virginia Tech, uh, can they get three of those to get the over? Chances are, I think they push and go five hundred again. So this one's a really tough one for hmm. me. Okay, um, what were the prices again on there? Uh, the over is minus one thirty five. The under is one hundred five. Oh, Ugh. yeah, push. <laughs> okay. it's really over but okay okay uh, <laughs> all right next up we have a louisville over under is six and a half uh minus 115 and minus 115 mm, for the odds so really, really good indicators yeah dingus i absolutely love the over for louisville this okay is, this is a team that i think people misjudge because they, they they went four and seven last year but they played miami Pitt, and notre dame three ranked teams at in the during at that time you know in four weeks and nearly beat all of them they lost to Pitt and Miami by a combined eight points. And Legion knows this. Like I am the this is the kind of pick that I live for. You have a good coach yeah. with a sweet quarterback in Malik Cunningham who just got you know and they just got unlucky in close games last year. The question is, who is Malik gonna get the ball to? They are breaking in a lot of young guys on that offense. Defense was seventy fifth in S P plus, which, you know, was improved, but that's still pretty shitty. Um, they you know, they have to get more stops. They have to help the young guys gel on offense if they can. They've got four likely wins on the schedule already and, and only two likely losses, Ole Miss and Clemson. 
Uh, other six are, t- are up for grabs, uh, but they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to get three of six to go over. Yeah. I think the close game variant snaps back, and Scott and Malik can find a path to seven. Eight probably tops, but but yeah, I would I think I'd take the over. Yeah, it's Satterfield's third year, and this is a really tough one for me. If Malik Cunningham can get back to form from two years ago, then this team can get seven wins. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's even that hard if he can get to that. With, with a guy like was. Malik Cunningham coming back, he's yeah. dynamic enough that he can he can win some games. Yeah, exactly. But if it's the guy from last year, it might not be that great of a year. The defense was was really pretty good last year, including a top-ranked ACC pass defense. However, only five come back on that side of the ball. Uh, schedule-wise, I see three for sure wins, three losses, six toss-ups. Home versus UCF. I don't know what UCF's going to be like. Um, I think we've talked about mm-hmm. it just with the new coach. Uh, and then we don't know what Louisville's going to look like. Uh, home versus Virginia. That's going to be a tough and And then they have they have to play Kentucky, who Kentucky could be better mm-hmm. this year. Uh, they go at they go to Florida State. They go to Wake Forest. They go to NC State. So can they get four of those? I mean, I don't think so. I think they can get to six and six, but seven's going to be tough. But like I said, if Cunningham can be lead again, then then they can get there. So, so where are you coming out on this? Um, I'll err on the side of Malik Collins being good again, so I'll go over. Oh. I'll go over. Oh, yeah, the hook's, the hook's screwing up your push. I know, I know. And that's fine. It does, <laughs> yeah, usually. Next up, we have Wake Forest. The Demon Deacons over under is six and a half. Over is minus 135, and the under is 105. So the Demon Deacons returned basically all of their starters from last year, <laughs> and they were four and five. Uh-oh. Um, all 11 on offense and eight on defense. That's really good news for the offense, right? Okay. They ranked third in the ACC in scoring, fourth okay. in passing, and fourth in total def- right. total offense. Okay. The defense, on the other hand, is a little bit different, <laughs> which they ranked ninth or worse in the four those four major categories. In the conference, okay. Yeah, in the conference. So uh, really good news. Also, another really good news bit of news here. Uh, top pass catcher, Jakari Roberson, is back. Dude had 62 catches, oh, shit. 926 yards, and eight touchdowns. In a shortened season? Yeah, averaging Ooh. 14.9 a catch. That's pretty good. Yeah. So I do expect its offense to be a force. All right. But that defense is going to be rough. Schedule-wise, I see four wins, six losses, two toss-ups. Toss-ups being home versus uh, Florida State and at Louisville, which the Louisville game might have 100 points scored in it. <laughs> Good, yeah. So uh, I don't think they can get to seven. They may also have the hardest conference schedule in the league. They have to play at North Carolina, at NC State, Ooh, at Clemson, yeah, and tough. at Boston College to finish. That's the those are their last four games. Yeah, that's gonna be rough. So give me the under, uh, but I'm not real like super confident in it. But I think they're gonna be offensively. They're gonna put a scare <clears throat> into some of these bigger, these more the top or top end of the team, top right. end of the conference. Yeah, I mean, 2020 was a bit of a roller coaster for the Deacons. It started off 0 and two. Ran off four wins in a row. They got pretty abused in the last three. Yeah. Well, well I mean, to be fair, UNC only abused that defense. It was a six-point game with a whopping 112 <laughs> points scored yeah. in it. Yeah. Which really, you know, really is the problem with this team. Wake had stars at defensive end, safety, and a corner last season and still allowed scores of 37, 45, 59, 45, and 42. But... During the four-game win streak, that same defense allowed 14, 23, 16, and 14. Okay? Yeah. So, I don't know. It's like the tale of two teams. There is upside there, though. If you look at that that four-game run, there's there's a, there was something going on where the defense was gelling and clicking. The schedule's not going to be tough. But you know, if you like the over, you're basically betting on that midseason defense to show up. Expecting that, but, you know, that kind of inconsistency suddenly becoming reliable is not something that I'm – that's not a bet I'd be willing to make, so – I mean, I'm staying away, obviously, but but if I was doing anything, I'd take the under. Yeah, right on. Next up, we have, oh, speaking of drinking here, the Boston College, <laughs> the old Catholic school out there. Uh, over under is 7, minus 135 for the over and plus 105. Dingus. So carrying on the schizophrenia theme from <laughs> yeah. from, from yeah. the team before, Boston College played its quintessential 6-5 and five <laughs> season in Dude, every year. 2021. You can <laughs> like, set your clock to it. <laughs> But they almost beat 12th-ranked UNC Week 3. Mm-hmm. They got clobbered by Virginia, Tech, by Virginia Tech, then almost beat number one-ranked Clemson two weeks later after blowing the doors off of Georgia Tech. Then two weeks later after that, they gave Notre Dame all they could handle, only to have Bronco Mendenhall's Cavs hang 43 on them the very, ne- the very last game of the year. So surprisingly, though, the Eagles' Achilles heel was their defense, which is led by Jeff Hanley, who has a strong track record uh, coaching 
defensive backs in the NFL. He was dynamite mm-hmm. as the defensive coordinator at, at Ohio State a yep. few years ago. Yep. I mean, the pieces always seem so close to falling in <laughs> place for, for Boston College, but they always seem to be that close. You yeah. know what I mean? Like every yep. year and year out, they're just they're just one or two games away from like a, a <laughs> not a 500 season. So I don't know. As for the 2021 season, the Eagles have only uh, two likely losses against Louisville and Clemson yeah. and four almost guaranteed wins against Colgate, UMass, Temple, and Syracuse. So yep. basically to hit the over, you're betting on the Eagles to win four of their six toss-ups. I think that seems like a bad idea, but like I said, this team is nuttier than a porta potty at a peanut festival. So Peanut festival? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, are there peanut festivals? I don't know. Okay. But, but there's a lot of poop and... There's a lot of peanuts at them. Wouldn't it be the day after? Could be. Unless it depends yeah. on how long the festival runs. Fair, like, fair enough. Fair enough. It's all a whole weekend festival. Yeah. There's, <laughs> like, that, and there's a lot of nuts in those turds. <laughs> yes, exactly. You got it. So you know. <laughs> you know all about it. You know. <laughs> anyway, uh, all that is to say I would stay away and only if you must uh, take the under. And that's the fear gunpoint. Yeah, so I'm way higher on this team than you are. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, they have a super soft schedule. I agree. Um, I think they lose to Clemson Duh. for sure, but I think they can beat. Lu- I think what? they beat Louisville. No yeah. way. And the only other toss up I see is Missouri. Mm. So, dude, uh, they're going to be favored so, in, uh, according to be- uh, according to Bill Conley. They're going to only- they're going to be favored in seven games this year. That's it. That seems ridiculous. That seems low to me. Hmm, okay. So I think they will have. I still I. Speaking of that, okay, I, I think they're gonna be favored in all the other games. Really? Yeah. Oh, so and, you're saying uh, fuck you, Bill Conley? Yeah. Shit. Well, I don't know about that, but <laughs> you know, you're not I saying mean, that. No. Uh, it sounds like you are. From my amateur. Let's go ahead and tweet him. No, yeah. Okay. Casey Splatsnuster <laughs> says you're a fucking idiot, Bill Conley, and you can jam your smart numbers yeah. up your fucking buttle. Yeah. You, you can put in your peanut buttle, turds. Yeah. <laughs> Peanut Festival, you nut jackass. Turds. <laughs> Let's text him that. Why don't you tweet him that? <laughs> See what he maybe, says. Maybe later. Maybe later. <laughs> well, um, yeah, and I think uh, that defense has nine back from a group that improved from 125, 125th in 2019 to 73rd in total defense, right. 101st to 60th okay. in scoring, and 122nd to 82nd in pass no, defense. That's not that great. The other so, one's good. So I think the improvement will be even greater with a regular off season. What do you mean um, by that? Like you always mean like like because there was a COVID. It was his first year last okay. year. It was and it was a COVID shortened year. Oh, it so was they get so, any practices in or something? Yeah, so okay. they get they get they get the spring in this year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. To, gotcha. to implement gotcha. stuff. I got you. So uh, the offense is going to have to improve. I mean, they weren't that great last They're year. They're terrible. They averaged twenty eight points per game, but with the defense that I'm expecting to be really good, mm. there should be plenty plenty to win more than seven in this weak ass league. I mean, okay. We'll see. I, I don't. I don't hate. I don't hate what you're saying because, like, f- just what you have to win four out of six of those toss-ups. Yeah. Did you? You, you, you haven't winning. You have six toss-ups too. I have no. I had. I have. Oh just, no! You had no. I, ha- I didn't. I had barely any toss-ups. That's crazy. Because I just don't. I just. I think they're just a better team, especially defensively, than the yeah. rest of the ACC. Well, we're seeing this one really differently. Yeah. I mean, I don't think. I mean. I mean, Louisville. I, I don't and think Missouri. the over is impossible. I mean, the over is not a, a seven. Basketball's got to go an eight. But Holy I mean, did you shit? But did you see? No, but they never win eight. I mean, not they don't never win eight, but like it's. Yeah. Well, odds. I don't know. I just seven and five. So okay, six and six. Okay, here we're gonna break it down right now. Okay, school. Okay, me. Col- me school. Colgate, UMass, and Temple all win. Wins. So that's three. Missouri, toss up. Loss. Missouri will beat them. You think Missouri will beat them? Probably. But okay, fine. Toss up. But I, okay. but 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 you can't count. You can't just auto count that as a win. No, no, I didn't. That's okay. a toss up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then at Clemson, it's a loss. Loss. Then they then they get home against NC State, toss up. I'm leaning win. I think win. They're gonna split because the defense. Well, well, I'll give you NC State, but if you give me Missouri, okay, that's fine. Four then. So that's four at Louisville. That's a loss to me. And that's not, I don't. I think that defense is gonna be good. Well, yeah, but like, okay, but Bill Conley thinks it's like a fucking for sure loss. <laughs> uh, at Syracuse, that's a win. Win. Uh, Virginia Tech. I think it's a win. I don't I, think Virginia Tech is that great. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know because we're going to break Virginia Tech down soon, but like Virginia Tech almost beat two top 10 teams last year and almost beat a, a, the Liberty team that was ranked 25th. Yeah. Like the, Virginia Tech is not as bad as their record is from last year. Oh, fair. So I don't know if that, I wouldn't count that as a win. Okay. At Georgia Tech. That's a win. That's six. Uh, Florida oh, wait, State. Are you counting the one I didn't want? Yeah. No, okay. no, 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 no. I'm counting okay. that. So yeah. No, okay, we so got six. six. And yeah. then uh, Florida State at home. It's probably a win. Yeah, but but okay. That's seven, and then Wake Forest at home. Mm, yeah, maybe. I That's mean, eight. Yeah, but they're gonna have to win all those. I think they will. Okay. I, I think that. Yeah. 
I don't know. Maybe. There, I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. It's gonna. I mean, I wouldn't watch any of these games because <laughs> it's gonna yeah, be I mean, boring yeah. and terrible. Okay. I mean, maybe maybe they get the eight. Okay. Okay. Fine. But they don't play like North Carolina. They don't play Miami. Yeah. yeah. You know. True. From the other side. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. I think the schedule is just there. Fine. If they play like North Carolina and Miami, then that would be a different story. Fine, I'll give you eight wins. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Next up, we have the Pittsburgh Panthers over under at seven. Over is minus one twenty five. Under is minus one hundred five. Doesn't this team just kind of beat the teams they should and lose to the ones they should? I don't know, dude. Like, so they, I, there's one game they sneak up on somebody every year. Like last year, they upset, then ranked Louisville. Like, I don't remember what their ranking was. Like twenty third, twenty fourth. Okay. 2019, they got a uh, 15th ranked uh, UCF. Okay. And in 2017, get this, they upset number two ranked Miami. And by the way, I remember did that. you remember? Did you, how's, I completely forgot that Miami was ranked number two like f- four years ago. Yeah, I don't. What remember. in the fuck? Yeah, I don't. They fell off oh, okay. uh, real quick. Real quick. And then, but they came back. Because like, yeah. like last year, they were ranked in the top 10. They were yeah. eight and one. Yeah. Ranked in the top 10. So, like, anyway. Yeah. No, I think they do. They there's one game a year. Yeah, where okay. Pitt sneaks up on somebody. Yeah. It happens every almost every season. Um, Narduzzi is entering his seventh year, and the defense is decent, especially the rush defense. However, the offense is still just below average. Mm. I mean, I don't think they were really that great ever, other than like when Tony Dorsett was there. Their maybe. offense is never good. Um, they had Larry Fitzgerald on there at one time. Oh yeah, I remember Larry that. Fitzgerald. I do remember that. Who anyway, the hell threw them? I don't know. No, but you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so this is another team that benefits from being in the ACC, though. Schedule-wise, six wins for sure, three losses, four toss-ups. At Tennessee, I think they'll win it. I just it's just an SEC team versus an ACC team. So Tennessee I, just did they fire? Did they yeah, fire they Pruitt. Yeah, and Heupel's there for his first year, oh, so he's yeah. going to try and run his offense, and he's not going to have the the horses to do it. So I think though, I think Pitt will beat him. Um, at Virginia Tech, which is always a tough game for them, uh, home versus Virginia. So can they win two of those to get to eight? I say yeah. I I like the over here, um, but it's going to be once again a very boring eight wins, <laughs> and I probably won't really purposefully watch any of their games right. um, unless they're at like noon and like, betting on there's them. nothing. Well, unless I'm betting on them, uh, the uh, that actually is actually going to go for almost all this conference. Right. I'm just not going not to pay attention unless you're hard, betting. Yeah, you're a little harder on Pitt's defense than I, I think you should be. Narduzzi brought in since he brought in Randy Bates as Deco. Mm-hmm. They've ranked a. Uh, in the top twenty for defensive S and P plus every year, so their defense their defense is actually really good. I also like that quarterback uh, Kenny Pickett is back for a senior year. He was yeah. just a freshman when he beat Miami back in twenty seventeen. Like so, he's like thirty thing. years old. Yeah, he's old <laughs> as fuck. Uh, so they have a good defense and an experienced and halfway decent quarterback. Grant, okay. like his freshman year, he's sort of like Adrian Martinez story, where his yeah. freshman year he was like lights out. Yeah, and he's just sort of slowly like gotten shittier and shittier every year. <laughs> But uh, but you know it's an experienced decent quarterback with a good defense is usually a you know a good indicator for me anyway. I mean, uh, and their schedule is like extraordinarily easy. Yeah. I mean, they have a good shot at starting f- between four and two and six and zero. Oh yeah, going into that Clemson game. Uh, but then they get Clemson, Miami, skip a week, and then UNC three yeah. possible top ten teams in three weeks. Yeah, but then they end with Virginia and Syracuse. I mean. You know, given their penchant, like I said before, for upsetting and winning a game they shouldn't and stealing stealing one from a powerhouse, I, I think I like the over eight wins as possible. It's just razor thin, and it's going to require them to start, you know, probably better yeah. than four and two. I mean, if, if, they get to six, if they get six and oh, they're going to be ranked in the top Yeah, that, that game against Clemson is going to, I mean, yeah. Clemson is going to blow the doors off them. Yeah, but. and then they'll, that'll be like a primetime game, and right. I'll be forced to watch it. I know. And Clemson and, and, is going to Well, be, then they're going to lose to Miami yeah. and UNC, yeah. you know, and, and they're going to go from like 12th or 15th or something out of the rankings. Yeah, yeah. And that's how that's going to go, which is like <laughs> classic ACC behavior yeah. <laughs> for all their like, that's what I'm saying, like yeah. subplots. Yeah. No, like, that's, that's, yeah. This is the fucking conference there where you're you like, go. oh, remember that time that Pitt was ranked in the top 12 or top 15 for like one game? That was weird. <laughs> all right, next up we have Virginia Tech, uh, the Hokies. Over under is at seven. Over is 105. Under is minus 135. Look, Virginia Tech, we talked about this a second ago. Mm-hmm. They started super hot last year, twenty twenty uh, season. They were four and two to begin with, with the near upset of then ranked, uh, then eighth ranked UNC. They lost a Wake by seven, but then they lo- they also lost a twenty fifth ranked Liberty by three, and number nine ranked Miami by one. That's that's nearly two wins against top ten teams, two wins against top ten teams, and I mean, and you know, and a third win almost against Liberty, who was ranked in the top twenty five. I mean. How many schools, <clears throat> Nebraska, would kill to play that well against ranked teams? How many? Like 
Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, right. Every, all of them. All of them. Yeah. But, you know, Blacksburg is a little bit like Lincoln. They expect wins and not statistically sound arguments about the effect of variance <laughs> and luck in close games. So uh, the problem with Tech is the, uh, you know, that Her- Her- Herndon Hooker is gone now. Do you know where he transferred? He transferred somewhere. Uh, uh, I, I don't, don't know. know. I'm not sure where he went. So in steps Braxton Burmeister, who... Um, that, that's alliteration, Holmes. That <laughs> is. That's a good. Well, that's two two quarterbacks with alliteration. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Herndon Hooker. Well, they went a little fur, like closer to the beginning of the alphabet. Yeah. For their whatever. <laughs> Virginia Tech's weird. Um, but he's super inconsistent. Even though his like name is not super inconsistent, his name is yeah. very consistent. Yeah, very. His play is yeah. not. <laughs> um, but he does have a couple good wide receivers. He's not going to have Khalil Herbert, thousand yard rusher behind him. That's going to fucking hurt because their only glimmer of hope last year was running the ball. Yeah, you lose a thousand yard rusher off that. I don't know, man. Uh, Things look pretty bleak for Fuente, which is funny because you know the ball bounces his way against UNC Liberty Miami last year, and the narrative is completely different. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, rest in peace, Justin, and uh, take the under. (laughs) Yeah, for Vatek. You said it, man. You said it, man. Uh, Year six. Uh, Fuente is, might, is probably going to be his last. Yeah. I don't like this team at all. I mean, they do have eight back on defense, but they rank 10th or lower in the ACC, mm. so nothing impressive there. Uh, they they were the number one rushing offense last year, but their top two rushers are gone. Yep, um, exactly. So they won't return that productivity. Schedule-wise, I see five for sure wins, five losses, only two toss-ups, home versus Pitt and at Virginia <clears throat> last game of the year. The under is in is the play here. Yeah. Uh, whatever the odds uh, are, and and we need to figure out what the odds are for Fuente not being back in 2020, <laughs> 2022, Because I will take those as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Next up, we have the Miami Hurricanes. Over under is nine and a half. Okay. Uh, over is plus one ten. Oh and shit. Under is minus one forty. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So Manny D- Diaz has taken over the defense. Uh, that was just kind of average last year. They do have nine returning, so they can I think they can improve with him calling the plays. Uh, the offense returns eleven, all eleven, including Derek King, who I think is the story for the Hurricanes. If he can come back from his torn ACL and be the player we know he can be, Miami should be a force. If he struggles. And they will have a hard time winning. Now, games. He tore his ACL in the bowl game last year, right? So it was a late season injury. Was it a late season? It was a late season oh, injury. Okay. But they're talking like he's going to be back for week one. That's what they say. They said. Yeah. They said that like the, like he he's rehabbed and back to hundred percent. Yeah. Which I'm like, man, that's that's you know if you if it was early season last year, okay. Yeah. Man, if he tore it in December, I mean, I, mean, I know or January. I, I know that like ACL timelines have like. Been, been getting better, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's not like a year, right? You know, it's more like nine I mean, months, but still, but that is super quick. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if that thing's fully healed, dude. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. So the other thing that works in their favor is that they play in the ACC, and the schedule is super soft. They do play Bama game one, which I mean, I'd lean Bama, but it's game one. Lean Bama. I, I mean, Bama's probably going to win. I, I'd say toss up for Miami just because it's game one. It's week one. Bama has a lot of question marks. Has a lot of new players yeah, starting. But it's Bama. It's I know. Like reloading at Bama is not the same as reloading. I know. I know. Okay, else. fine. It's a loss. It's yeah. a loss. There we go. Um, the other toss-up I have is North Carolina. Mm, that is a true. Toss-up. Once again, I lean loss, but that means yeah. that they have that means that they have ten, 10 wins. wins easily available for the taking. I do think this team can mm-hmm. get to ten. So give me the over. Once again, this relies on King staying healthy. Yeah. Now you're making sense. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh yeah, I've been. I mean, I've I've clearly been sleeping on Miami, and like you said, everyone's coming back. Uh, and you know, if that weren't enough, uh, they grabbed Charleston Rambo from Oklahoma in the offseason. Yeah, yeah. And they had they've added blue chip talent all over the offense and and defense. And granted, it's young. A lot of the talent's young. Yeah. But you know, I think Miami's gonna be pretty fucking good for a while. If you look at their recruiting and the talent they have on the field, it's the, the young talent they have on the roster. They're gonna be good for a long time. And I think that I think that uh, Manny Diaz is is riding the ship at that at that program, um, and this may be this year may very well be the coming out party. Bama's a loss. Yeah. We established yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so just write that one down. UNC will be a tough game as we as we pointed out. Um, besides that, I think they're going to be you know uh, they will be at least a touchdown to double digit favorites in, ever, in the rest of their games. I mean it's it's going to be insane. They have to keep from falling apart like they did late last year. I think they were eight and one and then like lost the last two. To get to eight and three, uh, but ten wins should be in sight. Like Casey said, I hate the hook at nine and a half. Be nice yeah. to have some push insurance in yeah. case they lose the Bama and UNC and then drop when they shouldn't. But ten and two or better seems entirely plausible to me. So I would take the over if Derek King can stay healthy. If Derek King can stay healthy, and the fact that the, you know the market's discounting 
Miami for whatever reason the, the overs are plus one ten. So yeah. I don't know. I I disagree with 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 the market perception on that one. Next up, we have the North Carolina Tar Heels. Over under is ten. When was the last time that ever happened? Um, over is plus one ten. Under is minus one forty. Dingus. UNC lived by the sword and died by the sword last year, yeah. which is what you get with a young and energetic staff. Like, say what you will about Mac Brown, he hired some like really young, dynamic coaches for offense and defense. Yeah, and they play aggro as fuck. But like, when it works well, it works well. And when it doesn't, Virginia beats you forty-four to forty-one. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. I like UNC a lot, but my big fear with them is that most of their wins last year weren't even the least bit impressive. They beat Boston College by four, Virginia Tech by 11, Wake Forest by six. In that game we mentioned earlier, yeah. it was 56 to 53. That is crazy. Um, they got their faces caved in by Texas A&M in the bowl game. Yeah. I like UNC. I think Mac Brown has them playing fun and exciting football. I think he's doing Mac Brown-like things yep. by poaching potential Heisman winners from other programs, like you know Sam Howell from Florida State. Yep. It comes down to whether I trust my gut that UNC has 10 wins or more in them. Okay. Or what the stats say, which is the safer bet is is against teams that won a bunch of close games the year before. Yeah. Uh, being the sole voice of rationality around here, though, I'll stick with the math and take the under. 10-2 and two is probably the best-case scenario for the Heels, given how close a lot of their games were last year. Yeah. Uh, I think this team actually has a chance to go 12-0. and 0. What? Yeah. 12-0? They, they will definitely go 6-0, and 0, okay. going to a home well, game yeah. versus Miami. Okay. Right? Then they get a bye week. Okay. And then they travel to Notre Dame. What do we say? Notre Dame. Oh, Notre Dame's. Notre Dame. I don't think we don't think Notre Dame's going to be that. That's great. what we said in yeah. the uh, earlier episode. Yeah, right? yeah. Because Kenny was th- like five or six, five losses. or six losses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the rest of the schedule is easy. I think uh, Sam Howell is a Heisman contender. Dude threw for 300, uh, 300, 3,600 yards, threw thirty touchdowns, and only seven interceptions. That's pretty fucking good. Yeah. They do have to replace their top four pass oh, catchers from last year, so that may be a struggle early finding some new but targets. But they got those six games to get it on track. Yeah, and also Mac Brown has recruited really well oh, since man, going back to UNC in twenty eighteen. Well. Yeah, and I mean, he stole. Sam, I mean, Sam Howell was committed to Florida State. He's like, nope. Yep. I guess you're not. Yeah. I wonder uh, how much they paid him. <laughs> Alleged. Doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> That's true. Uh, the defense is eight back, and if they can get to above average, this team will be ranked in the top ten for most of the season and has a chance to beat Clemson in the conference championship game. Mm. I think they can win at least one of those toss-up games that I mentioned to get to 11. So I think give me that over. Man, that's tough. Okay. Yeah. Over, huh? Yep. Man, 11-1 and one would be fucking amazing. It would be, yeah. I, I, Dude, they have a chance to go to 12-0. and 0. I'm telling you. That would be insane. Well, I mean, we talked about it earlier. Like, if anyone's going to beat Clemson, this is the year. Yeah. Because you're not beating Clemson next year. No. Because well, their whole defense is super young <laughs> yeah. and really talented. Yeah. And DJ will be, like, a, what, a junior? Yeah. So, yeah. This is, like, your one chance. Well, actually, last year didn't count. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he's a freshman. <laughs> okay, great. Speaking of- Or Clemson, no, sophomore. He's a sophomore. Yeah. So, speaking of uh, the, team, the team that shall be na- not be named, <laughs> <laughs> that just completely dominates- the ACC, like Voldemort, dominates the wizarding world. <laughs> Except for Spencer Rattler because he was self-trained. That's true. Yeah. Spencer Rattler is like the Harry Potter. Yeah, he's not like orthodox. Yeah. yeah. Nobody understands his like spells because he made them up himself. That's right. And they still work. <laughs> yeah, like what? Never heard of that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so the Clemson Tigers over under is 11 and a half. Mm. Uh, over is 105. Wow. Uh, under is minus 135. So this total is like hilarious. And I think this this Is means hilarious? I think it's hilarious because like come on like I know they reload but here's the thing too with that total is that oh. I wonder if they're counting the conference championship game as part of the regular they're season they're not they don't no. are we sure yeah because it, it says like right on the, like the betting yeah. site that like regular season only but does it the conference championship game count as an or the regular Mm-mm. season postseason okay so that's what I was I don't know that's regular season so only. yeah they reload so you know that they're going to be good but they have Georgia. The Georgia Bulldogs week one. Yep. So awesome matchup for us. Georgia has seven back on offense, including all their top skill talents. But Clemson has 10 back on defense. Uh, like Rich was saying, I'm sure he's going to get into it more. Uh, so I'm. it's going to be a pretty good game, I expect. I do think DJ Ugalele, Ugalele something like that, there will be go. really good. Uh, he was good last year in relief of Lawrence. But the rest of this. Ugalele. Ugalele. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely not. But okay, we can call him that if we want. Okay, all right. No one's listening anyway. <laughs> um, but they, they, they. He hasn't. There's no skill positions. They're all new. But like I said, the recruiting classes are, are always top five, so they will be really talented. Uh, I still have to take the under, as I think Georgia will beat them in game one. So under, and I think maybe 
maybe they missed the playoff. Oof, that'd be rare. No, listen. Yeah. DJ ukulele. Okay. Yes. We, we were we're calling Kendon Slovis Cletus Slovis. So, <laughs> and then if we're if we're going to be equitable. Okay. Fair enough. Then we can if we're gonna call Cle- Kendon Slovis Cletus Slovis, which I think we have to. Keaton. I think it's Keaton. I think it's Kendon. No, it's Keaton. There's Ke- no N. There's no. It's Ke- K E D O N. Yeah. Keaton Slovis. Yeah. Cletus Slovis. <laughs> the DJ ukulele is, you know, that's what I'm just saying we're yeah, at, we're, we're an equitable podcast. That's fair. Treat everyone the same. Okay. Including DJ ukulele. Heisman winner. <laughs> what I find hilarious. <laughs> Presumptive Heisman winner DJ Ukulele. Uh, what I find hilarious is not this total, no. but the fact that the ACC has two other top potential uh, or potential top ten teams, and Clemson doesn't have to play either yeah. one. Of them. <laughs> like, come on, man! Yeah, you're gonna make it easier for Dabo to just pad that fucking record. I don't know what the organizers of these divisions were originally thinking, but reality has proved them to be total fucking incompetent assholes. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, God, dude, Dabo, he's won ten or more times 10 more games every year for a decade seven acc titles six college playoff appearances and two national championships he has no chill Dabo has no <laughs> chill whatsoever um and even though you know they, you're right they play they replace a lot on offense uh i do think you undersold their defense they could very this this could be and maybe not this year but like this one of the, like either this year or next year this will be one of the best defenses Dabo's ever fielded and i say that because they have two players in the espn top 300 from 2020 uh, on the D line, who combined, and those two players combined for eleven tackles for losses, eight sacks oh as freshmen, as fucking freshmen. Stop. And they have like five other five star or four star players, blue chip players at tackle and D. And that line is deep and ex- loaded with NFL caliber talent. Yeah, yeah. And they're young. I mean, and you know, no team is going to run the ball against Clemson this year. Clemson. No, they didn't run it last year. They're not going to run it this year. These this is the same team as last year on the defensive the defensive front. Yeah. And nobody could run against them. Yeah, no, they're bigger, stronger, older, faster, just like NCAA tells us. That's right. Uh, so this in this instance, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> probably right. Um, I mean, they are going to carve up their ACC schedule, given that their toughest game is against Pitt oh my or God. North Carolina State. Bill Conley is giving them an eighty-five percent chance of, of winning those two games. Those are their hardest games. Oh my God. I mean, so really, this is like you said, this is a bet on. You know, if you're betting on the over, you're betting on the Georgia game. Yeah. And given that Georgia has to run the ball to be effective, I just don't see how they Georgia wins ha- that. They don't have to this year. Okay, but like you know, you're you're banking on on Georgia being not one dimensional. If they're gonna, no, if, I don't if, think if, they if, Venable, if you're going into Brent, if you're gonna play Brent Venables, and all you can do is throw it, you're in trouble. Well, yeah, you're in well, fucking fair trouble. Enough. So fair enough. I think they go twelve and zero, find themselves in the college uh, uh, football playoff again. I mean, even if they lose that game to Georgia, they're going to be twelve and one. I think going back and going yeah. back to the playoff. Well, anyway. it'll be it'll be a matter of if can they, they be it, whoever. It, it'll be well. I think it'll be a matter of if they can get to the playoff. Which I mean, they've already got kind of a slight advantage just from history. But Ohio, it'll be Ohio State, Oklahoma, Bama, and then it'll be either Oregon, who can escape the Pac twelve undefeated, mm. or Clemson. Yeah. So then the people have to decide which is a tougher conference, right? The Pac-12, well, or the ACC, right? And the and the and the, and the Pac-12, I don't think is tougher than the ACC necessarily. Uh, Oregon's the top the schedule top. is tougher than Clemson's. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I don't think the, it's not the conference per se because I think with Miami, UNC, and and Clemson, those are that's a tough conference. It's just that those teams don't a don't play each other. Yeah. And I mean, with, the, with the exception of Miami and UNC, yeah. right? Yeah. They're going to have to... Like, so Clemson gets one hard game in the conference. Yeah. In the conference championship game. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But but I think if they're... I mean, but you're right. I think they get grandfathered in to the playoff if they're... If they come how, out of the ACC as winners, and they're 11-1. They, and one, how, how, Sorry, they're 12-1. and one, how, If they're 12-1. And, and, and their only loss is a close game to Georgia. Yeah. Game one. Yeah. No one's, no one's keeping them out. No. No. But, I mean, Oregon goes undefeated. Well, actually, Oregon can't go undefeated. They play Ohio State game too. Oh yeah. So, but if they what if they lose a close game to yeah, Ohio that's State true. at Ohio State? That's true. But Oregon Oregon's going to have yeah. I mean, that to beat Utah. Yeah. You know, and that's not going to be easy. USC is not going to be easy. Yeah, they play a t- t- tougher schedule. Yeah. So if they, Washington, if, if Oregon gets through, they're they have a much stronger case. Than, yeah. Than Clemson, but yeah. But you're going to leave Clemson out? I know, oh, right? I don't think so. That's crazy. I would be fucking amazed. But like, <laughs> like we said from the very beginning of the episode. 
this is the year. If if you're not if if Clemson's not going to make the you know if, you're gonna, if they're going to not win the championship for their conference, if they're not going to make the playoff, this is the year it's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, because next year it's not. I promise you with no. that defense. Oh and, yeah, and that, with the and, defense and, and then without and, and, everybody coming back on offense. Yeah, they're going to be a, yeah. They're going oh, back. Clemson right. next year. Clemson will be ranked number one preseason. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. So, yeah, there you have it. We're going to get to Georgia next week. You won't be here, but it'll be Kenny and me. Oh man, next you're just week. like the only one doing this hold down the fort huh? that's what i always do i'm the anchor are you i'm the glue is that right yeah huh cool <laughs> i'm the talent and the face <laughs> nope <laughs> okay now you're now you're clearly clearly joking <laughs> anyway funny, thanks Making me laugh. thank you hey thanks for the haircut no problem yeah got you looking like utrid son of yeah, utrid got you looking like utrid son of utrid nice yeah so that's good. Uh, we will be that's releasing. Good. That's good. It's a good. It's a good haircut. I give haircuts out. So if you guys need to clipped up, Casey's my barber. I yep. don't recommend him unless you have uh, a penchant for strange haircuts. In which case, yeah, by all means. Like well, if, if you want your haircut like a normal person, yeah, like you should definitely not go to you. Probably not. If and you not want, at first, <laughs> yeah. If you want your hair like shaved on the sides, yeah, like you, uh, yeah, you're you're the guy. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that easy <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um. Cool. Uh, we just reviewed the weakest Power Five conference. This is boring. Um, I can't believe. I hope nobody. Listens I can't to believe this. the ACC didn't dissolve and the Big Twelve is like that. Doesn't make any sense to me. Somebody has to just scoop up Miami, UNC, Florida State, I guess, and and Clemson. Clemson. Yeah, and then just like tell everyone else to just fucking disband their program. <laughs> Go kick rocks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go kick those rocks at the beach. Um, we will have our we're having our horse tournament this Saturday with uh we're gonna do some interviews during the horse tournament. So that'll be an episode coming up soon. Um follow us on TikTok at uh Manverse Model. I don't know how you search. I think you can just search Man vs. Model and you'll be able to find us. Yeah, at Man vs. Model. Yep. Uh on Twitter at Model Picks. Uh come follow us. Uh, the season gets it, we don't really tweet a whole lot on there um, until the season gets going. So um, we'll do that. I'm at Casey Splats on Twitter, so you can follow me, interact with me. Um, we're gonna have some. Hopefully, we have some cool things planned uh, for the rest of the season. We have the SEC preview next week. The week after that, we're gonna do the Big Ten. Yeah, the one we are uh, intimately. So where all of our knowledge, with, yeah, that's where experts, yeah, like definite experts, yeah. world renowned. And then I think we're gonna do every week zero game because there's only like okay five. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I was like, God damn it! Like, and then we, how and much then, research do you want to do? Dick? Not very much. Okay, cool. Um, and then uh, yeah, and then and then it'll be week one. Totally we are fun. what day is it? So the twenty eighth is the first. So we are twenty three days or three weeks out from the very first hmm. game starting. All right, so. And get ready for some more TikToks, Legion. Yeah. Yeah. Follow us on TikTok, because we're cool. Boomers doing TikTok. <laughs> that's, a, that's what we're going to name us. That's going to be, I'm, re, I'm redoing the bio. <laughs> the boomers doing TikTok. <laughs> Betting boomers doing TikTok. <laughs> we'll figure something funny out. <laughs> All right, well, see you later. Bye. Boners. I wish it didn't. Yeah, but you're like fucking old, dude. Not as old as you. No, you're older than me. Not in like, but I'm healthier. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> Probably not, actually. I don't know. <laughs> neck and neck. Yeah. <laughs> that one really is a tussle. <laughs> Granted, I like probably have my, uh, yeah, like weight wise, I'm like. I actually exercise three times a week. So, <sighs> yeah. But I chase around a toddler. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. So. You're also more stressed than me. That's true. Stress is a killer. That's true. That is absolutely true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I drink more than you. So. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So we're kind of just <laughs> neck and neck. <laughs> Seeing who can die first. <laughs> <laughs> it's a race to the bottom between. <laughs> I don't know who's in first. Oh, shit.